0: You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. Welcome back to episode 102 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today, we have a really interesting podcast in this episode. It's going to be, the topic is Logos. I guess it's spelled L-O-G-O-S. Which is Greek for word or the word, uh, it's it's a concept. It's a word. It's it's everything. It's nothing. So this is going to be a pretty interesting, uh, deep delving episode. So yeah, it's going to be on. It's going to be on logos. So biology one hundred and one anatomy. Uh, any li- any living organism, okay, has a central nervous system. I'm just going through my notes here. has a a central nervous system, a brain, which is the microprocessor of the nervous system. And every living cell has a nucleus. And the purpose of the central nervous system and the nucleus in the cell is to maintain optimal calibration between the body and the mind and its systems so that it can thrive and flourish. Okay? So really the determining... Uh, factor of everything is going to be determined by our ability um, of our nucleus and the ability of our microprocessor, our brain, to handle what's put before it. Okay, so without a brain, assuring optimal function of your organs, we'd all die. In other words, the structure of life in nature it is required intelligence and balance for us to continue to live. Likewise, in order to In order to live a productive and fulfilling life, we need to integrate the same pathways of centralizing optimized intelligence to ensure that we make the choices in life that will benefit us and direct us to live an optimized life. This is the very way of nature. This is the way of the Tao. This is the way of Logos. Let us break down each piece of the chessboard and analyze the controller's as they're ready to move the checkmate piece into place to enslave us all. The first thing I want to talk about is double standards. This is a really clear topic. You know, if you have four kids, you can't give one kid favorite treatment and then neglect the others or anything. Everything, they should, double standards shouldn't exist. Is there nepotism? Do these things happen? Of course, but it's something that we have to look into, which is double standards. And the, the world that we're living in today, this these are some crazy double standards that are happening. And let's just put them out on the table and discuss it. Because if ever you bring up a discussion with somebody and they start yelling, it's because they know they're wrong. Because their argument can't stand up to a debate or a discussion on it. So they want to shut it down immediately, which is censorship, which is right now in Canada, in England, I think in Australia, for speech. If you make Nazi speech or something like that, anti-Semitic speech, you can get locked up. What is that's that means freedom of speech is gone and there's no more dialogue. It's it's we're basically in fascism. So I mean we we it's in our in our constitution we have freedom of speech. The First Amendment is freedom of speech. So the minute they come to argue with you like that is because they have they have no defense for their point. So they're going to destroy the conversation or the debate because they have not, not nothing to stand on. So we're back double standards. Today on this planet, glaring us right in the face is uh, some real double standards, because you see little babies and little children, they're born into privileged families, and you know, they're highly valued, there's a high probability that they're going to have a highly successful life with a lot of material possessions, and and live the dream, which is, which is great for them, because their parents <laughs> earned it for them, that's great. But there's a double standard because during that same time right now, there's a kid that's four years old standing near a fence or the border in in, in, in Palestine, and he gets shot in the head on the face by a sniper who thinks it's funny because he stood too close to the fence. That's the reality. You won't see that on television today, but these children have no voices, okay? Normally, I don't try to bring these things up or anything like that, but that child that just got shot in the head by a sniper who thinks it's funny, that child has no voice, Zero voices. And I'd be willing to bet a lot of you that are listening to this podcast right now are, are not aware that this is happening. But this is the world that we live in. It's not going to be put on the mainstream news or in up front there in uh, you know, Instagram. It's not going to be out there for you like that. you got to do a little searching and double searching and triple searching on it. But look at it and see what's happening in Yemen right now. Yemen, there's children that are starving to death. They have no medicine. They have no food. They're eating rocks. There's nothing there. they are di- children that are starving to death in Yemen, in Syria. As you can see, just take a look at Aleppo and see what it looks like. It looks like a nightmare. The, the a nightmare is a nightmare. Okay, and that was all children and families that were living in there. They're trying to destroy the family. So you you really need to play, pay close attention because they're coming in for the family right now. It's pretty much already destructed because you can see all, all the broken homes and all the fatherless children out there who 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 are living. You know, with s- single mothers who are struggling. To 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 survive on on the meek England that they're getting, so this is the planet that we're on right now, and it's all double standards. You know, you have some people that get privileged, and other kids they can get shot in the head because there's less value in their life. That's the double standard that we're facing right now. I believe this week there was an airstrike in Yemen that killed 45 kids, and not one one of those 45 kids has a voice. Why is it then that we turn a blind eye or a blind eye to these voiceless? children infants babies that are being murdered and slaughtered throughout the planet you know let's take a look into this too and the prime mover right now of today is fear you know they have they're printing this fractional reserve system is printing fiat money out of thin air to support the dollar and to support the war machine that holds the dollar up and what ends up happening is that value of that dollar that we all work for is declining year after year after year. It's like an invisible tax because of the fact that they just continue the creation of money, which means that it really has no value. It's paper. So that's all cool. I mean, we work, we pay our bills, we live, but just be be aware of these different facts because you know they're going to come up and have some type of effect and you can see the effect as you see the prices climbing on everything that you buy. Everything is just getting so expensive right now. So these are just things to be aware of. We really need to start paying close attention because right now there's a war on right now for your mind. And this isn't uh, the Matrix movie or the Matrix documentary as I call it. But this is the existence that we have right now. Whether you think there's a simulation or you're a flat earth or whatever your belief system is, we're all going to be affected equally because this is reality right now in the moment that we're in. There's a war being waged right now for your brain. And this plan by... The elites that is putting upon us, this, this um, Agenda 21 that's being put upon us, involves drugs, opioids, meths, free online pornography, smartphones, mainstream media, live news, and programming, taxing pretty much half of our income because we get taxed at every point that we spend a dollar. You know, even when you buy milk at the register, you got to pay that tax. So we're getting taxed and taxed. Printing money out of thin air, as I just said, uh, to make bombs to kill babies, uh, control of speech and control of thought, endless wars, an effort to support the collapsing dollar fraction, reserve lending system. You know, the banker that loaned you $300,000 to buy that house, that that money never existed. The only thing that backs up that money is your agreement to pay uh, that loan. So that's the only thing that supports it is your debt, and you're guaranteed to pay that note. So he's lending you on mo- money that doesn't even exist that he never had before, and he's making profit on that. The banker is uh, crime, corruption, corrupt politicians, corrupt Congress, corrupt government, student loans, uh, vanishing job market, robots, Amazon, chemtrails uh, that are blocking out the sun on us right now. So today we need to what we need to do is we need to put together a toolbox to make sure that we take great time and care in assembly because this is something that is going to determine how the rest of our life is going to go and the first thing that we need to place into this toolbox is as i said logos l-o-g-o-s which is greek for word or teaching or the way of the universe the logos is the way of the universe so that's the first thing that we're going to be putting in our toolbox what i mean by logos or way of the universe is that what distinguishes intelligent sentient human beings right now from animals or just moss or something like that or algae or parasites is that we are sentient beings we have the ability to know right and wrong we get it from the garden of Eden we are able to make determinations on the past on the present on the future and again real quick as far as depression goes what depression and anxiety are is you know thinking about the past and uh you know regretting about the past and thinking about the future with anxiety and anticipation of the future it's all psychological stuff just be live in the moment breathe deeply meditate and you know just do the best that you can as you can and just love hug your loved ones and that's really what's important in life don't don't go by this bullshit that they're trying to put on us right now but anyway back back to the topic at hand logos is uh, as a human being You live according to this code or the way of Logos, of truth. Okay, the word, the truth, that which was in the beginning. It says in John 1.1, it says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and that word is Jesus Christ. Uh, Logos. So, but it's, it's not to limit it to just, you know, to Jesus, or just to this or that Greek word. It's like, in essence... the the right way that things are it's jesus it's the way it's logos so we need to strive to have some type of order in the way we conduct our lives way we conduct our children i saw something on television um a few weeks ago and they had this kid a boy he's like five years old but they have him dressed up like a girl and he's not able to make his own choices and he's getting shot up with hormones and they've the parents already made a choice that this kid is going to be a female they've made that choice for the poor kid already when he doesn't have even his uh neocortex or his frontal cortex when that develops at around age 26 or 7 when you're ready to make such a decision if ever you're ready to make such a decision you know it's very drastic so Once it starts affecting little kids like that, I mean, there's something wrong right there because what's happening is this is an ideology that's taking place. This is like a brand new Bolshevik revolution. Take a look into the Bolshevik revolution right around 1917. You had a group of people roll into Russia, leaders and they started corrupting and bribing people and if i'm not mistaken they ended up killing like 60 million people lenin and stalin and trotsky and that whole group and that's being put upon us now by the i don't want to get left and right but the system that you know the clintons and all that stuff that's all socialism and communism and bernie sanders free education and everything where, where is all that going to come from as they print money because nothing is real anymore you know you have to t- take stock and see what's real and what's not real what's real is your family What's not real is that guy calling you, trying to sell you shares on some kind of coffee bean, some bullshit. You know, take take a stock and see and look what's real. What's real is you know how much people are really getting paid right now, how earnings are are crashing down, jobs are disappearing, healthcare is out of control. You know, again, I don't want to make this a negative show, but this is truth that I'm bringing forth. So we got to get together and get our toolbox and put it together so we can be prepared for what's coming up. The second thing we need in our toolbox is the ability to think critically. That's the second tool in the toolbox, the ability to think critically and also the ability to mitigate fear because we're right now existing in a state of fear. The controllers right now, everything that pretty much that you see on television, I keep repeating it, but it's the truth. Everything that you see and hear and whatever, it's all fear-based where now... You're trying. You're you're out of sorts, and you're trying to figure out what the next move is. You know, are they going to blow this up? Are they going to poison the water? I can't. You know, the, does the table have five legs? I don't know. It might, and you're not able to think anymore. Now you're taken out of sorts, and, and you're just subjected to whatever they put upon you. You need to be have the ability to be a critical thinker and make your own decisions, and, and ability to connect the dots. You know, you got to have the ability to see the patterns in nature and absor- be observant of the timing in nature, how it synchronizes with the patterns. You got to see these things, man, because if not, you're watching, you know, a 3D movie in 2D, you know? So these are things to be mindful of, man. They're putting they're putting some kind of Egyptian spell on us, you know? It really is some kind of Horus-type shit where we're being boiled slowly, you know? We're being boiled slowly like the frog. Like the, you know, the slow-boiling frog doesn't realize that he boils to death. Got to pay attention, man. So that's the second thing is the ability to think critically uh, and mitigate fear. Fear is the, is the great control mechanism here that you got to be aware of. And they try to put it to us on everything, every turn that they can, everything that we look at, you know, with the junk food and just everything that's going on, the chemtrails and the, them trying to blot out the sun. This is all real shit. Look, you got to look it all up. Okay. The third one uh, that we need, uh, that that we have to be aware of is our connection to our loved ones, to our family, and to mankind in itself, you know, the tribe. Uh, we we got to try to maintain and keep the family strong and interconnected. It's very, very important because the stronger the family is connected, the more ability it can endure through hard times and difficulty and the more it can help one another like an organism, you know, to, to move forward and do well. But they're making every effort to break the family apart. I could be speaking a little bit more politically on a lot of different things that they're trying to push on us right now, but I'm gonna not do that right now because you, again, you need the ability to connect the dots with all of these things. Uh, you know, if I have to explain it that deeply to you, then you're probably not kind of ready for what I'm what I'm speaking right now. Yeah, you, you know, a lot. Uh, kind of a double entendre. You got to like read and listen and and connect it together if you have an understanding of things and you'll know kind of like what I'm talking about right now. It's a real slippery time. Um, Life is getting harder and harder and people are really not aware of it. They're looking at their cell phones, uh, playing, you know, whatever minefield game they're doing or checking the last like they had on, on, you know, from a fake electronic friend on, on, what is that called? Facebook i don't even have a facebook i don't mess with that crap uh yeah that that's really the world that we live in right now snapchat putting you know bunny ears on into whiskers that's what life is right now people are just like little kids they're they're dumbifying the whole population to to put us to the point where we're not even aware of what's being put in front of us we just follow and do what we're told and consume as we're instructed to consume you know i don't want to make this a negative show but just you know speaking a little truth um, getting a lot of good feedback from my listeners—that's uh, that's great. That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of speaking a little bit more now. Um, some episodes I speak a little more, some a little less. It is what it is. Depends on you know how much time I have to invest and uh, what's going on around me at the time. Also, it's, demand, uh, it's demanding to do a podcast. For those of you who do podcasts, no. Uh, let's see. So we spoke about that um right so the third one is the connection to the family the tribe it's like this whole thing with edward edward bernays back i think in the 30s Uh, he was like related to sigmund freud edward bernays is the father of propaganda and public relations which is trying to sell you new shoes every year the style changes and you know your car has to look a certain way every year it changes you know marketing not buying what you need but what you want competing and giving your money away basically you know living living a life where you want to gratify your senses so since that time you know it really started back in the 30s and 40s when they were mind washing us and telling us really how to think feel act spend Read, you know, all that. We were just being dictated to us, you know, McCarthyism and all that stuff. And there's always got to be a new boogeyman, a new enemy. It was the Japanese back when in World War Two, they put them in internment camps in California, wherever they were. The Japanese were not say, "Japanese ain't gonna hurt nobody," you know, they're doing their thing. And then, you know, the next boogeyman is, you know, the Russians. And now it's the Middle Easterns, you know, the Arabs, the Muslims. They're the boogeyman. They, 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 everybody's trying to feed their kids right now, you know. Everybody has good and bad people in it. But let's put our attention to the children to feed them, clothe them, teach them, heal them, ensure that they have a warm place to sleep. Th- those type of things really should be preeminent than to try to figure out bombs to kill them. You know, that, that to me doesn't make any sense. And my money goes towards that as an American. So I'm not proud of that fact. Uh, all right, so that that's number three. Number f- The fourth one... Um, The fourth tool that we have to put in the toolbox is the ability to, let's see, I want to make sure I'm on the right point. Well, it goes back to the first one. It goes back to the first rule, well, the first tool, which is logos. So we have to have the ability, the fifth, the fourth rule is to have the ability to integrate logos into everything that we do. And when I say integrate logos, I mean ethics, thinking, morality. Uh, and I don't mean moral like, you know, oh, you know, I took the less cookie or the less biscuit, not not that kind of morality. I mean real deep, like don't hurt others, help others when they need it. You know, your brother, your friend, you know, your neighbor, that type of deal, not 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 to hurt people, not to negative take that type of thing that that type of ethics, like Socrates. <laughs> You know, you would explain to to Socrates. He'd ask you a question, you'd answer him, and then he'd try to apply ethics to it, because that's the, that's how that's why he was the first philosopher ever in that sense. Thi- I forget Thales. I think was the first, but anyway, he was, he's the first acknowledged master of philosophy. The real first, real school of philosophy was Socrates. And that's why, reason being, he asked ethical questions. So, <clears throat> back to the fourth rule. We have to be able to integrate and incorporate logos or the Tao, you know, the way into our life. We have to live according to a structure and a pattern and a way that ensures we are making the right choices and not hurting others and benefiting nature and mankind and all things. So that's the fourth rule the fifth tool that we have to put into our toolbox really really important the fifth tool that we have to put into our toolbox is the uh, effort always to seek balance in all things okay if you find yourself playing video games 40 hours 50 hours a week and you're not making any money doing it You're just gaining weight and sitting in the dark, eating Cheetos, you know, on a beanbag. Then you got to start questioning the direction of your life. You know, not everybody's going to live that. Steve McQueen doing 90 miles an hour on the turnpike, you know, farting gold dust. Not everybody's going to live that life. But if you find yourself in a a place where you're really dark and not doing anything for yourself and not improving at all, you got to question what you're doing and, and is it effective for you? you know, I'm not trying to be a Tony Robbins motivational speaker, but that's not rocket science, you need to be able to determine, you know, what the fuck is going on in your own life, right, and then how are you going to change the things that are not working for you, so that that kind of goes without saying, you know, pay attention to what's happening around you, okay. Uh, let's see what else. I'm just kind of going through my notes here. Okay, so we're going to move on to number six. Tool number six that we need in our toolbox. Okay, always apply balance points. So these are two balance points that I always try to apply to everything. And what I mean balance point, it's picture a, you know, an object like a stick balancing on a point, like on a fence or something like that in the middle and it's a 10-foot you know, stick, 10-foot uh, stick, and right at the five-foot point, there's a balancing point. So whichever way it's going to go from there. So these two balancing points, you need to apply to everything that you do. The first balancing point, I, I call it the point of diminishing returns. And what does that mean? I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast. Some of you may not have heard it. Point of diminishing returns dictates this. Let's say you have a car, and it does a quarter mile in 9 seconds. That car that does the quarter mile in 9 seconds costs you $10,000. Now you want that $10,000 car to do the quarter mile not in 9 seconds. You want it to do the quarter mile in 8 seconds. You want to do it a second faster. That $10,000 car is now going to cost you $30,000. Due to the modifications you have to make to it to make it an 8 second car that's just a way of speed so you have met the point of diminishing returns right there that's that's kind of like what i mean by the point of diminishing returns (coughs) the other point that you have to be aware of or not point but place that you have to be aware of is what i call the rule of three and here's what the rule of three dictates i've said this one before also but it's important it's important to get out there The rule of three dictates this, rule number one, what is your passion? Rule number two, are you good at your passion? And rule number three, can you make money doing your passion that you're good at? If you're not making, able to make money at doing that, then find another passion that you are able to make money doing or following. Very simple. So rule number one, what is your passion? Number two, are you good at your passion? very good at it better than others? and rule number three, can you make money doing that? See what I'm getting at so that's something you have to be aware of don't and don't tell me your passion is Snapchat putting whiskers on. I'm obsessed with that phrase, right? It's just so funny. I find it to be so funny. Uh, let's see what else so right, that's rule number six, the point of diminishing returns and following the rule of three. The seventh and final rule, okay, is this. Always know when it's time to move to the next slice of pizza. And what do I mean by that? You know, pizza's cut into eight slices. So I use the analogy or the metaphor in life of, you know, life is like a slice of pizza. Since it has eight slices, one slice is going to be your career. Another slice is going to be education. The other slice is going to be sports or the gym. The next slice is going to be, let's say, let's say the nooks. Next two slices combined, let's say. It's family, you know, the amount of time you spend. And all that. of course, the whole pie is family, but, you know, like time-wise and everything. So you have to look at life in that way as far as the way you spend time. So never spend too much time on one slice. In other words, if you're always at the gym and you're spending eight hours a day at the gym, that that's not going to work for anybody. Or so you're spending eight hours a day working on your car. I mean, unless, unless if it's something that's really moving you in the, in the direction and it's a passion... Like when I was younger, I got into the in, into computers and coding, and I found myself sometimes coding 14 hours a day, 15 hours a day at home. Just coding. And I and I enjoyed doing it. You know, it benefited me and, and I did that. So if you do that, that's fine. But if you do it in an obsessive way that's not really benefiting you in the long term, don't do it. It's hurting you. You know, another thing you have to remember to do is incorporate time to just relax and meditate and stuff like that. You gotta make sure you make a point to do that very very important i say it on all my shows man breathe deeply very deep air into your lungs oxygen cannot exist or cancer cannot exist in an oxygen-rich environment so that's one of the reasons why i tell you to breathe deeply because it's one of the best things that you can do for your body drink water plenty of water every day try to meditate as much as you can and try to make life a meditation and what i mean by that is just don't take everything for granted that you're going to walk and dig a hole or walk and put the ground. Don't do that. Walk. Observe the the power of, of, of the creation that God has created, you have nature, of yourself, of everything, of the dynamics in your life. So as you move through your day, really have a clear understanding of everything around you and how Miraculous it is, you know, the wonder of life, and and look at life from a point or a lens of wonderment and positivity and love and joy, as opposed to negative energy and just hatefulness and no goal in life. Always have something you're striving after and something you want to gain and a place you want to go to to benefit yourself and your family. Always to enjoy, whether it's a nice little vacation to get away or whatever it is that you plan on doing that's going to just help you and your family enjoy one another and get closer together that's really important that's the seventh rule is don't pay too much attention to one slice right find balance between the eight slices how you can manage and maneuver one week you might have to or two you might have to spend more time on one specific slice for whatever reason let's say you have a flood in your basement so you find yourself running back and forth to Lowe's and Home Depot and getting gaskets and trying to figure out whatever, then that's what you do. But try to find balance and always maintain it. That's the magic in life is maintaining that balance, you know. Very, very important, man. That's the seventh rule. Very, very important not to focus too much or waste too much time away and not pay attention to the things you need to pay attention to. You know, always. The squeaky wheel always gets the grease. Now, this is not a rule. This is just a little something I'm putting at the end here. And you have to understand that everything you do in your life is a choice that you make. And you can choose to be powerful or you can choose to be weak. It depends on how you think about that. Right? And when I say powerful, I don't mean powerful to hurt anybody or, or do anything nefarious. But what I mean is powerful is to be able to empower yourself and others to do things that you need to do. Right? So you can make that choice to be powerful or you can make that choice to be a weak person. It's. It depends on how you view it and how you observe it and how you act on that. Um, it's how you think on it. And, and and the reason I said think is because the first line of the Dharmapada, which are the words of Buddha directly, is, he says you are what you think, which is very true if you reflect on that. So make that choice, man. Make a choice to be the v- best version of yourself that you can, whatever that word means, but I like that phrase. Uh, put simply. I'll put, I'll just put it like this very simply to you. Okay. You can pick up a cup of coffee or you could pick up your cup of coffee. Right. I choose to pick up my cup of coffee and it's not possessive or anything like that, but I view the world. I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I view it as mine and I'll explain. I... Find that on Monday morning when that clock goes on. If I don't take ownership of what I need to do on my job at my desk, the problem I got to solve because I know it's coming up, this difficult person I got to deal with. If I view it from a sense of, oh my God, I got to come in and do this, then it's it's going to be difficult for me to do. But if I take ownership of it and say this is, this is something I got to handle, okay, take ownership of it, it's my problem I got to deal with. I find that it goes much better, and I get much more, I don't want to use the word joy out of it, (coughs) but I get more fulfillment out of it, because it's mine, not mine in the sense of I own it, but mine in the sense of I handled it, and this is what I did, and no excuses, you know, when they look back, if they said, who did this or whatever, you know, yeah, Miguel did that uh, three weeks ago, he thought, Miguel did this? Yeah, hmm, Wow, okay, great. He did it yeah, he did a great job. Or whatever, right? But at least the fact that I put myself into it and I did the best I could, instead of just shrugging my shoulders and making an excuse, like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever, like they say, right? Like, oh well, like that, I hate that phrase. So that you know, that's that's what that is. That's what that is. So let's see what else I got here. Oh, like other things, man, you know, it's much easier to talk about this than to do it, right? Some people beat themselves up and they try, you know, this is a New Year's resolution or I'm going to do this and that and that and this. And it's really difficult for I want to lose weight and they can't or I want to get a better grade and I can't. Don't, don't, I'll tell you something, man. I wasn't crazy about school and I ended up doing okay, all right? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm not doing great. I'm not doing bad. I'm, I'm, I'm holding water. You know, I'm doing my, my best and I'm doing okay, but I didn't need college for any of that. And I wasn't a big fan of college, to be honest with you. Only only certain subjects like biology and stuff I really liked and, and history. So what I'm trying to say by that, it's much easier to talk about this stuff and say, hey, you know, you got to be enlightened and you got to you know, think, right, mindfulness. And yeah, that's all easy to do when you're struggling to get laundry detergent and shit. That's easy to, easy for you to say. And I'm struggling here to get laundry. Let's say I'm struggling to get laundry detergent or 25 cents to get this burger, right? So I, I can relate to that and understand that kind of shit. But you have to understand the power that your mind has, right? And, the, and for better or for good, like a weak mind or a strong mind, the power that it has over you, if you have a strong or weak mind, right? So always, always take ownership of everything that you do, move in the direction that you need to move into, right? Um when you can help others, because when you help other people, you're helping yourself, right? Now, if the person isn't worthy, you finally find they're not worthy of your help, then don't help them anymore and leave it alone. Because here's another thing that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put here, uh, honestly, like, and I've said it a few times, but it's so important. And it says it in the Dharmapada, the words of the Buddha and a few other places that I've read is that if you find yourself in an interaction where you get hurt and you hold on to that hurt, you hold on to that, what that person did to you, they stole from you or they hit you or whatever they did to you, they may have hurt you in some kind of way and you end up holding on to that hurt until the day you die. You know what? They took partial partial ownership of your whole life. Because you constantly thought about that action that they took upon you. And it you chose to let that affect your whole life. It was a choice that you made. It was a choice that they had to hurt you. And it was your choice to hold on to that hurt. Right? So shrug off the shit that don't affect you, man. You know, like they say, I see, I see it on Instagram and some of these memes and shit. And it's like, Buddha, whatever, you got to let some shit go. But that is so true, man. You got to let some shit go. You know? Because it's going to take from you. Inevitably is what's going to happen. It's going to take from you. There's going to be moments of passion that you're going to delve into a lot of stuff deeply. And that's cool. I do it all the time. But don't let that thing take ownership of you. Right? Learn to take ownership of the situation. Right? And, and, and use mind to get over these things, you know. Or logos. That's my new word. Logos. Which is really important. So... What I'm gonna do right here, let's see, my thing is acting up over here. Yeah, so that's really important to be aware of all of these different choices, actions, things that you, let's say, things that you engage in or start or do, Things, you know, that you, uh, that you do by choice or things that people choose to try to do to you or that are happening around you. You have to be aware of all of these things, man, and synchronize them together, you know, to whether what's going to benefit you, what's going to hurt you, timing, benefit, gain loss. It's it's interesting stuff, man. You know, do the right reading. Like I always talk about the Book of Five Rings. I recently picked that book up again, the Book of Five Rings. And I was reading how Matsushita was talking about foot position, and how you know if some if a strike was coming from the left or right, he took a high attitude. You know, like it's deep stuff, man. Like it's amazing. You know, I don't see how people are not. I guess a lot of people are not into um, you know, philosophy and stuff like that. But I found, like I said, I recently found myself getting all wrapped up into the uh, Greek philosophy, and again, it's amazing how. People would think on things, you know, and how the power of the mind and the ability for of reason and rhetoric and ration and, and, and uh, how to hash these things out and settle them within yourself. And not in an argumentative or negative kind of way, but in a constructive kind of building way, I would say, even, you know, where you're building up your toolbox and 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 saying hey you know what this is a new shiny little tool i could put in here and i could use it on these different applications and it's just something that's going to help you moving forward and going on right so i am hitting 36 minutes on this right so what i'm gonna do is this is just like a random episode that i put together and i want to thank you for listening Check out my website, alphamelbuddhist.podbean.com and I really want to thank you for listening. Namaste.